Hello everyone, my name is Tolu Ashe. Keep listening to Hard Drops with Seals. Hi guys, welcome to today's episode of Hard Drops with Seals. If this is your first time, this is Hard Drops with Seals, a relationship and societal podcast, which means we basically talk about things that have to do with relationships, whether romantic, family, friendships, you know, all sorts of relationships. And we also discuss societal issues. And I'm saying we because although I'm the host, I have guests from time to time or opinions from people that I would share on the episode. So welcome to a great time. I'm sure you would enjoy this episode. I'm sure you enjoy all the other episodes that are available on this podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. I really appreciate everyone who shared the link last week, those who sent their feedback and those who um, spread the word. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Today, I want to share my thoughts, well, not just my thoughts, because I have opinions from some people, but largely my thoughts on horrible bosses. I know we've been seeing this trend where people have been complaining about the um, horrible bosses, the things that they go through in their offices or at work, you know, just all sorts of terrible things. Some are funny, some are not funny, some are so not funny. There are terrible things that are happening in the workplace and it's just not right. Today, I want to address some of those things. Of course, we say, don't judge, you know, don't point any fingers. But when somebody is doing something that is wrong, I think it's important to call them out and not just calling them out to spite them or to ruin their image, to make sure that they make changes. So let this thing not just end on Twitter, let it actually reflect in our workplace, in our lives. If you find yourself falling short of expectations, do better. If you are the one pouring fire and brimstone on people's heads, you do better. Living in Lagos is hard enough. You don't need somebody making you feel like you're trash or you don't matter. Let's not do that. On today's episode, I'll be sharing opinions from two people. One of them is a HR personnel and the other is a partner at his firm. Just to kind of create a balance, so to say. We've read and we've heard terrible stories of the employees. I think now it's time to hear from an employer, you know, and somebody who is also in the recruitment process right right just before we go into these opinions i want to quickly give a definition you know just to put things in perspective because people are just saying oh they're horrible bosses it's a toxic work relationship and all that but what does this really mean i mean what does a toxic work relationship really mean there are a few signs to tell if you are in a toxic work relationship some of them are you are constantly drained mentally and emotionally another one is there is constant harsh judgment. That means nothing you do is enough. Even if um, you submit your presentation before time, there will still be there will still be a complaint. Even if you are doing your best and you are doing your job well, somebody will still find something bad to say about the quality of your work. It means that nothing you do is just enough. Do you get? And then um, another sign is if it is a hostile atmosphere. You know, people are not happy. Not just you. People, most people are not happy. Most people are not, you know, enjoying the work. They're just there because maybe they have to earn a living. If the atmosphere is hostile, then you are in a toxic work relationship. Another thing is if your salary is being used as a weapon, at the slightest inconvenience, at the slightest provocation, somebody says, I will deduct your salary and remove 2K today, remove 1.5 tomorrow, remove 5K tomorrow. Like all those things, using your salary, salary that I'm working for, I using it as a weapon against me. That's a toxic work relationship. And then the last one that I have here is if you are constantly threatened at work, this one is 
if you know at the slightest provocation somebody your boss is always threatening to fire you or to make sure nobody will ever employ you again all those things or ah i read terrible things honestly very very sad things on twitter i know some of some people may exaggerate their experiences but these things happen if i'm being very honest personally i can't say that i've had it actually thinking about it now he was a bad boss i won't i won't use the word horrible but i'll say he was a bad boss i've had it i've worked with someone before that did not you know treat the workers nicely there was one time he owed salary for months and he was so nonchalant about it he was kept lying that the clients had not paid me while they had paid and we had no idea and we we're going to work for like two months no pay we got paid eventually and i'm happy about that but there were so many other things that just went wrong and it was just not a very nice place to work of course i enjoyed my job you know creating content and you know handling communication and pr and all that but ugh, it was it was a lot to deal with at the time there are horrible buses everywhere white collar jobs blue collar jobs brown collar jobs for everybody they collect so it's not just about oh because people are really focusing on you know fintech and tech in nigeria but there are horrible buses everywhere in in the supermarket in the restaurant in schools i mean you see some school owners how they treat their staff is really terrible they have horrible bosses everywhere and it's because they are horrible people everywhere is a horrible person that will be a horrible boss because if you're a good person if you are nice if you are kind to people whether you are the boss or you are the servant so to say you will still be a kind person so it's not about well sometimes of course power is intoxicating but who you are before you are even a boss says a lot about you if you talk down at people you are always criticizing people nothing is ever good enough for you when you have a company or when you're in charge of something you will be a horrible boss that's just it so before you start pointing fingers you look at yourself look at yourself in the mirror before you point to another woman being hmm? mm-hmm. personally i believe that i believe that you should love your job or at least like it I don't think people should work just because they have to earn a living. I think that there should be some form of passion in it. Do you get like, I'm doing this job. Yes, it pays my bills, but I also enjoy doing this job. Whether you're teaching, you're working at, you know, the supermarket, you're cleaning for somebody, you should do it because you enjoy it. Maybe it's not your dream job. At least like it. Don't resent going to work. I'm not saying, of course, there are people who are lazy and just don't want to do anything, but... I think people should at least like the jobs that they do. Like I said earlier, I'll be taking comments from an HR personnel and, you know, somebody who is a partner at his firm. So the first one here is from Dotto and he says, I have been on both sides, so I know what it feels like. When I was an employee, I put in my best, even when it involved late nights and early mornings. I'm an extra miler by nature, which means I like to get things done. As a boss, there are goals and targets to be met and there is that pressure. Excellence comes at a cost and most people don't want to pay that price. They care more about getting paid than doing the work. During interviews, they make promises and exaggerate their strengths only to deliver poorly at work. There are some who always have excuses, traffic, NEPA or whatever. Some are slow learners and some are just lethargic. If you don't put in the work, you won't grow. And even if you leave, your next job is waiting for you. Jesus never forced his disciples to pray. He only taught them how to pray. And after he left, they had to take care of themselves. I don't support the harshness and the bullying from the stories online. I believe that there are wiser ways to handle these situations. 
I agree with the points he made. The first one here being that people lie during interviews on their CVs. They embellish the CVs. They make it grand. Oh, I can do this. I can you know they list all the skills they don't have. And then you get to the job and your boss is expecting that this skill that you said you had during the interview, oh yeah, come and perform it. And then, oh, the woro si woro, you are now stuttering and then it becomes a problem. Do you get I'm not saying you should not market yourself or sell yourself, but if there are things you cannot do, don't say you can't do them. Of course, there are horrible bosses, but there are also, you know, bad employees that lie, that are just lazy. Like he said, they are lazy. They always have excuses. They don't want to do anything. And some are just slow learners. You teach them one thing more than 20 times and they still won't get it. It doesn't warrant your boss shouting at you or insulting you or calling you names. It doesn't. But I'm saying that on your own part, don't give room for these things. Do you get? It, this just reinforces the point that employees should be truly employable. You cannot, you know, not deliver at your job and expect everything to be okay. People would give you feedback. You may not like how they give you the feedback, but they will give you feedback. The second opinion slash comment is from the HR personnel, like I said earlier. And she said, I've seen some narratives regarding hashtag horrible bosses and I can say as HR personnel that I've experienced it not just as an employee but the office of the HR too. The truth is, there's nothing HR can do about it. Let's not forget that HR is an employee too. That definition of HR as intermediary between the company and employee or advocator is just mere words in a toxic environment. HR will be incapacitated if and when the oppressors are at the helm of decision making. In a toxic environment, the staff handbook is just for show. I would advise the HR in any toxic environment to resign actually because you are just a figurehead in such environments. Wow. Wow. I get what she's I get what she's saying because the HR actually should be able to put things in place. This is how you treat your workers, this is how the workers, you know, respond to the boss and all that. It's like the balance, that intermediary, like she said. But in a place where the boss has a coconut head, what can the HR really do? Because I saw some comments on Twitter that, oh, the HR is not doing the job or, you know, this, this, that. Sometimes, like she said, it's not just about the HR. If the HR says in the staff book that there is no yelling at um, employees or no conf- no physical confrontation or no verbal abuse at the office space and the head of the company is always yelling, what will she do? She's also an employee. Just like Bukolami said, if the people at the at the top are oppressors, if they are bullies, healthy workplace relationship will just be a myth. Let's go on to talk about how to handle a toxic boss. The truth is, you can't always determine or choose your employers. Sometimes you can't even avoid it. So the best way is to manage them, especially if this is your current situation. Maybe you are dealing with a boss who doesn't care about your feelings always putting you down, judging you, such a hostile atmosphere and all that. What you can do is to manage them. Now, the first thing I have here is that, and I know this is not an excuse for bad behavior, but you have to understand that sometimes these people are just afraid of failing. Imagine investing all your, you know, your resources, your hard work, your time, your energy into building a business or building a brand. There may be that fear of, you know, that business collapsing or not you know, thriving or not flourishing. So sometimes I think they act out, you know, based on that fear, just that fear of losing control, that fear of the business crumbling and all that. 
that's not your fault though. I'm not saying it's on you, but I'm saying that it may help you to be, you know, more empathetic. It may, it may help you to see things from their own perspective. Now, having said that, you also have to ask yourself, are you contributing to the problem? And be very, be very truthful to yourself. Are you getting your work done? Are you meeting the deadlines? Are you, you know, putting in your best? What time do you get to work? What time do you leave? Are you the one that will not get to work until past 10? And once it's 4 59, you have carried your bag. You are telling everybody bye bye. It won't work. There is no way. I'm not saying it's an excuse for people to, to be rude or to bully you. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying that as an employee, you also have to put in your best. It's a different thing if you are doing your best, you know, you are meeting the targets, meeting the deadlines, and somebody's behaving like the head of a fish. That's a different thing entirely. But from your own end, are you sure you're not contributing to the problem? The second thing is, what is this boss always complaining about? If they're always complaining about your lateness, try to get to work early. If they complain about your speed, try to do things faster. If you need help, talk to your colleagues. You know, I'm always running late on my deadlines. How can I be faster? How can I get this work done as soon as possible? Don't be afraid to ask for help. Everybody's working for the same goal. Everybody wants the company to grow. Well, everybody should want the company to grow. What does your boss care about? Depending on the kind of business you run, if you're in the service industry, maybe your boss um, cares about getting orders out as soon as possible or getting customer feedback. You know your boss. You know how things run in your organization. Try to find out what they really care about, what is very important to them, and do those things. It's not eye service. It's just knowing where to put your resources and your energy so they are not wasting time doing what the boss will not even see or commend. Do you get? Another thing is try to anticipate their needs. Ask questions. Ask questions. Be sure of what they are sending you to do. Be specific. Ask for specifics. Ask questions so you will not waste your time and your resources and your energy. Another thing is about handling a toxic boss is, you know, just doing your work and try to learn whatever you can from the process. See it as preparation for the future. Try to learn something good from that situation. It's not a good thing that is happening, right? But maybe it will help you to work more efficiently. Maybe it will help you to do your work faster. Maybe it would help you to learn how to manage people properly. Do you understand? Because you cannot avoid people in life. You will meet people who will be hostile, who will be unfriendly, who will be very, very critical and, you know, just always blaming you for things. How would you manage those people? Because if it's a boss, you can say, oh, I'm not working there again. But what if you meet somebody that you can't just stop working with for a particular period of time? You still have to learn how to manage people. So use this opportunity to learn how to prepare for your future. The job is not forever. Whether the company folds up or the company does not fold up or the company lasts for a thousand years, at some point you will leave. Just try to take out good lessons from this situation that will help you in the future. The last thing here would be to research new companies before you apply. Try to see what the company values are, the people who are there, what they you know, what they are known for, and see if you fit in that organization. Because sometimes it may not even be about the company; it may just be a misfit. The point is, the more you know about a place, the more you know whether you fit in there or not. So you will not go in with high expectations and live with one or two heartbreaks. Do you get? Just try to know as much as you can about the place. Try to ask questions from people who have worked there before 
what problems did they face? It may not be a problem for you if you know ahead of time that, okay, the boss likes early Monday meetings and you know that this job is important to you. So you will do everything possible to get to work early on Monday mornings. So that will not be a problem for you. Do you get? Sometimes the company, it may be your dream job, it may be your dream company, maybe with a few, you know, bad eggs here and there. You still have to learn how to manage those people when you get there. But know as much as you can before applying, you know, for some jobs. And then the last thing I wanted to say is, it's very easy for people to point fingers and say, oh, that person is toxic, this is toxic, this person is bad, he's a bully and all that. Even as employees, we also have to think of the future. Someday, some of us will have our own companies, our own businesses. How will you treat your own staff? It's easy for you to say now that, oh, somebody is shouting at me, somebody is doing this, somebody is talking down at me and all that. When you have your own brand and your own business, how would you treat other people? So that you will not end up doing the same things that you are complaining about now. Do you have emotional intelligence? Do you know how to manage people? Do you know how to communicate? Not every time you'll be shouting because you want to get the job done. You're always yelling at people. People won't be happy to work for you and that's bad because it gives your company a bad rep. Do you know how to separate work from personal stuff? Do you know how to do that separation that your family or whatever is happening outside the office will not interfere with what is going on inside the office? All these are much more are the things that like everybody should know. Everybody is pointing fingers and saying, oh, this is bad, this is terrible, this is preposterous. You know, people using fancy words. But when you get into positions of authority, how would you behave? As much as we are saying, we're talking about how to handle horrible bosses. You, my brother, you, my sister, don't be a horrible boss. Even though you are an employee right now, when you have your, when you own your own business or you own your own enterprise, don't be a horrible boss. And this is the best time to start working on yourself as a leader. How do leaders behave? Good leaders, the ones that people will be happy to work with. There are companies where people work there for years because it's not about being um, complacent or anything. It's just that they are enjoying the jobs that they are doing. The atmosphere is healthy. Everybody's getting paid on time. Promotion comes when, you know, when due. Nobody's stressing the other person. There is no how that company will not grow. Because when the workers are happy, the output will be great and the clients will also be happy. They return as customers. Let everybody help everybody. Mm? Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening today. As always, I look forward to your comments. I look forward to your feedback. For those who have had, you know, experiences with horrible bosses, for those who are bosses themselves and they have ex- they've had experiences with horrible employees, please share your experiences, share your feedback. I would love to share that with people too. Please share the links with your friends, share the links with your colleagues, with the people that you work with, and let's keep the conversation going. Also, follow us on Instagram, follow the show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, on Podopolo. Help this podcast grow. See you next week with another topic and a very interesting perspective. Until then, bye.